in the back corner <laughs> when I'm not presenting. Listening in. And listen in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bash University Live here on Tuesday night. Take a quick break. Watch John Cruz's on the Tokyo rig. Be a part of the show. Get some chances to win some awesome prizes. Fast you go. You know, we didn't have that back then. And, 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 dude, it, it can just... That tech spread gives me so much energy. I mean, like I'm dialing. University live. Uh, good to have you guys with us here on Tuesday night. It's going to be a great show. Uh, we're going to be talking with David Williams, who is uh, on the banks of Lake Norman, live from the Opens Southern Edition, uh, on the precipice of qualifying for the elites yet again. And it's just the absolute hammer uh, and certainly uh, you know, force to be reckoned with on Lake Norman and uh, certainly that part of the country and, and, and elsewhere too. So we're going to be talking about power fishing with him, guys. Look forward to that and hang in there with us for that. Get your questions ready uh, for Dave, and uh, he's going to be with us here in a little while. Um, in the meantime, we're hanging out with GDP. How are you, man? Good, Petey. Doing good. Good, good to have you in-house. Yeah, you said the word precipice? Precipice. That's a new word for me. <laughs> Reminds me of Brian Shirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the chartreuse precipice. Yes. <laughs> what other? What any other big words we could have? He looks good in his new Gills gear. Uh, good to have you with us, BTC. You're looking sharp, Riz. You too. All right. You well, you find a shot here. Here it goes. Everybody, in action. Now you see. Now, now you see us. All the colors. Styling and profiling. Like fire tiger. <laughs> Those look like fire tiger. You would catch a pickerel tonight for sure. <laughs> Dude, it's got like an orange belly on your elbow oh, yeah. there. Yeah. Yellow perch. Keen on the Dude. orange yeah, belly. December perch. Put a, put a feather on the back of that thing. You're like a you're like a rooster tail. <laughs> uh, well, we, we, we can see you from a long way away, but we're good to have you right here with us. And uh, it's Thank good you. to have you. Um What's going on with everybody, man? I didn't get to talk to everybody. Did you guys get out fishing this weekend? Uh, I did. I fished a club tournament with my with my dad on uh, on one of Greg's stomping grounds out there at Sunset Lake. Uh. Got on a weird bite, Pete. Uh, the water was what I would consider to be pretty stained, you know, muddy water still from from some recent rains, and it was almost eighty degrees. Only thing I could catch them on was a jerk bait. On stained water, stained, stained wow. water, it. hot water. Yeah, um, fished the bottom baits all morning. Nothing, 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 and picked up the old Vision One Ten and was able to scrounge up a little limit for second and lunker. So it was a nice fun day on the water. That is that is awesome, man. Jerk jerk bait fishing in the hot water temperatures. Yeah, I mean we've got, we've got seminars about that. Uh, all the time, jerk baits, KVD talking about it, not just for the cold water seasons, and you prove that. Uh, but we are, we do have the cold water season coming on, and the jerk bait bite's going to be really getting fired up for all of us here pretty soon. So that that was cool. 
Did you fish this weekend, BTC? Uh, I did not. Wow. I a did rare weekend stuff. off. Yeah. I got, I'm fishing a two-day on Naka Mixon okay. this weekend, and I can't freaking wait. That's all I can think about. A two-day? Yes. Wow. What are they going to be doing? They're going to be deep? They're going to be shallow? They're going to be in the grass? What? Straight braid? Get out of here. What? We'll Come on. We'll see. Oh, are you talking about He's being gl sneaky right glide? Now. Glide, glide baits, no. Glide live? Uh, I don't think. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Nah. I saw our boy, by the way, at the open, uh, Oliver Nye. Okay. Yeah, he's so cool. It's always good to to run into him. Always smiling. Always smiling. Yeah. Uh, good to see you, buddy. And yep. uh, uh, he was with us. Also, go check out his, uh, you know, big swim baits. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, big, big, big. Amazing this the what he's done catching a seventeen pounder. From cast to catch, as well as we have professional fish head hanging out with us uh, from down in Georgia. Uh, almost forgot, Jay. We got so many people in the house, I forgot that we had you over there on Zoom, JK. But we got to have you. How you doing, man? Oh, it's great to be here, man. It's just couldn't be more perfect timing to have this show tonight. There I was. I'm sitting there about. 11 o'clock, I got the smallest limit possible in the boat on Sunday. I jumped in a little team derby, and I've got the spinning rod in my hand. And I just was like, oh, this just, this isn't going to do it today. So I busted it upriver, and I only cold up to about 9 or 10 pounds or so, but it felt good to uh, put a uh, flipping stick in my hand and jack them with 20-pound test rather than the spinning rod so i'm excited to talk a little power fishing it did you know it, i got my brains beat in by the boys on the bottom end of the lake uh it's probably should have joined them this weekend but uh i i was i was happy with my decision um and and it was good man it was good to get a bait caster with that heavy line mm -hmm. pitching short you know targets and stuff I'm ready to talk about it tonight. I'm so sick of the drop shot and the Ned rig. Like, come on, <laughs> let's, let's go. <laughs> it has been, it has been the dominant force. Once it gets hot summer, it, it, uh, it seems yep. like that's, that's man, that's what you got to do to survive sometimes. So, uh, but we saw it on the Potomac too. The, the winner of the Toyota series on the Potomac is punching and frogging and just, just all power fishing. So, uh, here we go, man. It's it's power season. Power. Yeah, let's go. Power get season. Get going. What's up, so what's up with you, GDP? You're home from the tour. I am. Are, are, you, are you are you fishing? Did you fish this weekend or? Yeah, I uh, I did a guided trip this weekend. Okay. Uh, I took uh, Kelly out fishing and just let her catch fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, talking about. I uh, I my little John boat. I got it pretty hooked up. I got Mega Live on there and I swoop it around this one spot. So there they are. And she started to catch them on Ned Rig. It's pretty cool. No kidding. Yep. Mega um, Live on the Tin Rig, huh? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, she's wow. got three sixties. She's got it all. <laughs> Is it her boat? Uh, she might think so, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's my little dream rig. That's what it is. That's cool. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, I was down, uh, uh, saw your boys, uh, Spring Garden, uh, on the banks of, uh, the Morris River. Oh, yeah. I always think of you when I go down there. I'm yeah, like, yeah. this is, the, me and you are like the only two people that like fishing that place, I you know? I love that place. It's, I do, too. It's been fishing really good. Is that true? Giants. Burn it to the ground. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, real yeah. good. Wow. Where do you, where do you launch out of? Fowler Avenue. What is it? Fowler Avenue. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I talked right, to I, Brian like two weeks ago. I probably had seven. Is that the one near near really? where um uh near where South Jersey Boat Works was? Uh, yeah, not far. That from ramp. Uh, well, 
No. Oh, okay. They weren't ever on the actual river, but no, no. But it was like South Jersey Boat Works is down the street from Correct. that. On, gotcha. On, yep, Orange gotcha. Street. Yep. Um, Maurice yeah. River. Yeah, cool place. Have you have you gone back up into Mananico lately? Can you still do it? You you can with a small boat. Okay. A little tiny tent rig can get up there no problem. Like a 14, 15 foot. It's changed a lot. There's a there used to be a small channel that ran through before you got to the trussle. Now there's a big giant sandbar there now. Mm. So if you can get over that sandbar, then you got to get over top of two, three trees, and you're in. Gotcha. I'm yep. kidding. Yep. It changes so much. It does. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, all the storms coming down, all that good stuff, and just, you know, washing stuff out or, you know, makes it worse. One of the two. Speaking of washing stuff out, man, uh, you fished at Chesapeake. I fished there a, a lot, obviously, and uh, all the trees have been rearranged. Oh, yeah? So all your waypoints, mm -hmm. you got to have to go check them. Mm. You mean on the flat? Out, on the flat, on the like in Northeast River. Really? If you go up into oh, up the top there, yeah, yeah, the Northeast Creek. It's like it. it it's like everything's been gouged, mm. and moved and displaced. And uh, there was there was a couple full size trees that were brand new this year wow. that eroded and were placed out on the flat. And and uh, I don't know where they're at now, but they're Ooh, somewhere. They're somewhere on the bottom waiting for five pounders yeah. to school huh. on them. Or, yeah, or somebody's lower unit. <laughs> somebody's yeah, lower one unit. One or the other. You know what I mean? we'll, we'll find it. That's one way to find it. Yeah. We're, we're, we're good at that. <laughs> but, boy, Ida just uh, unloaded on our region as well as, you know, many others. And uh, and it just, man, it's, it's amazing what the volume of water. It took two weeks for that water to get processed through the Conowingo Dam. Really? Wow. It was like two weeks before it finally started to – back off the throttle mm. uh it was just it was amazing stuff but yeah. mother nature she's a she's a powerful ah, that, that mother nature let me tell you <laughs> well speaking of which if your stuff is sitting out in mother nature you need to get yourself an empire cover uh we have an amazing discount at bash university i want you to go check it out uh what is it it's 15 percent off 15 percent off use the code bashu21 yep um at empirecovers.com uh whether you have your boat jet ski watercraft uh whatever you use uh camper we've got a cover for it go over to empire covers and take care of your gear uh we've got the fall season coming on the leaves are going to be falling yeah and and here we get a lot of the leaves they're always you got to get that cover on there them leaves they get in the compartments oh, yeah. and they they mess with you all fall long so yep hey out to one of our subscribers and friends of the Bash University. He just took advantage of the uh, promo code for 15% off Empire Covers and bought his Empire Cover today, our pal Bob Rutherford, getting it, getting ready for those leaves just like you're talking about. Excellent. So shout out to Bob. Got, got his Empire Cover on order. Well, thank you, Bob, for taking advantage of that. And I uh, just want to recognize now how the Eagles put the beat, down, beat down on the Atlanta <laughs> oh. Falcons. Um, Not cool, Bob. <laughs> I happen to know he's an Atlanta Falcons fan, and I want to give a big thank you to Brad and Berkeley and Pure Fishing because I was the fortunate recipient of some little generals. I know I talked about it on the last show, but uh, caught every single one of my fish up at Thousand Islands on the little general uh, Ned rig. So it was just an awesome huh. tool. So hmm. thank you, Brad. Yeah, thanks, huh. Brad. Yep. Hey, Brad. <laughs> Riz, what what else do we got going on tonight? Yeah, tonight, uh, Pete. Actually, we got a few things going on. Uh, as always, we're giving away two twenty five dollar Gills Gear gift cards for some questions that we bring on the show. 
Um, any other questions that we use tonight in the show as well? Uh, we're going to be giving away some Bash U TV, uh, some Bash U shirts uh, for anybody's uh, questions we bring in. But two of the questions we choose will be getting $25 Gills Gear gift cards. Uh, tonight's grand prize uh, question at the end of the show is a $100 TH Marine electronic gift card. Um, so we're going to be giving that away at the end of the show. And guys, you got to be a Bashu TV subscriber to have a shot at that. Um, so if you want to get signed up, now's a great time. Just head over to uh, Bashu.tv, use the code BULIVE30, and uh, you can get signed up 30 days for free, no questions asked. Get full access to our entire website. And uh, also, at the end of the show, there's going to be a Facebook like and share, which will be a $50 prize pack from all of our great sponsors over here at BU. Um, and guys, if you haven't checked it out yet, be sure to head over to uh, the website and check out the member benefits. Um, it literally pays for itself to be a Bash University subscriber. Um, we're talking about 40% off at, uh, at companies like Rapala. Uh, we got deals with Cashin, Missile Baits. Gills Gear, Sea Clear Power, TH Marine, Empire Covers, Rod Warrior, all kinds of great stuff going on, guys. When you're a Bash University TV subscriber, we want to help you save money on the gear, and we want to help you catch more big bass. So don't wait. Go get signed up tonight. Go get signed up. And we just launched uh, Caleb Summerall's uh, Chatterbait versus Swim Jig Ooh. seminar. Uh, we're fresh off of Lee Livesey is, is all about why oh, always have a frog tied on. And it's so key this time of year. Uh, so many amazing pieces of content uh, available that we're releasing every single week. Um, I worked with a, uh, a training customer, um, Greg, at uh, this week uh, out on the Chesapeake. And uh, he is the owner of 40 Cashin fishing rods. Jeez. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah. Is that more than you, JK? It's more than me. That's what uh, you do. Yeah. It's... it's He's one about of eight. what's that, JK? About eight more. About yeah. eight more. <laughs> hey, you're you're in the ballpark, but uh, but no, he's a you know rabid Bash University subscriber. Appreciate him being part of our program and taking advantage of the on water training and uh, loves his cash and fishing rods. So um, we went out and we worked on uh, man, we worked on pitching and flipping and cranking on the Upper Chesapeake Bay. Nice um, cranking, cranking. It's almost fall crankbait time. I was going to say, it's getting close to that. It's getting close. Probably just close. go flipping. Probably. You know, one thing that's, like, not looked at anymore that's really good in the fall is a minus one. Ooh. Right. A lot of guys, you know, look past that, don't even think about it. That's a good bait. Man. Yeah. Do, do you use that? On the Potomac, it's, like, world famous. Is it? I didn't know that. Yeah. It's, like, that's that's where I learned how to fish it, but... I don't use it that much elsewhere, do you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean around here I use it a lot. Is that right? Yeah. Well yeah. yeah, it's not it's not thought about that often. We we talked about it a couple shows ago. One of our guys, uh Andre yeah. Aubernaz, he he sent me a few or seventeen uh um minus one pictures of, of them in, <laughs> in, in, in the DMs. It's it's uh it's really it's really not thought about that much anymore. But it it absolutely for shallow grass, shallow water fishing wood, I mean, you get the same action as a or close to the same action as a square bill, but it's only going, yep. you know, yep. half yep. the half the depth. So I had a long conversation with Epic Eric on Saturday about uh, about the minus one. You only need two colors, in my opinion. Yeah, really. Yeah, chartreuse copper perch is it. Who what? Char chartreuse and what? Copper perch. Copper perch. Huh. Thirty-two colors. What about mm. down south, J.K.? Is that is that a common bait down south at any point in the year? Or? 
Yeah, I mean, I talked about on that show kind of the my experience with it was like this time of year with like fish start moving and start funneling back and they're not relating to anything but bait, but they're going to do it out in the creek channel, like over six to 10 foot of water. And you can burn that thing up near the top for those kind of bait chasers and dirty water and, and, and catch them. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I know about it being up there for like the Bay and the Potomac and, you know, all the tidal stuff. Cause you can just do that skinny water stuff, but I haven't experienced it up, up in that manner. But yeah, I've caught a lot of biggest, and honestly, it's it's not the baby for me as much as it is that that regular size, you know, which is a pretty big profile. Yeah, I know Pete's referred to it as the light bulb. The light bulb. Before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That what well, was designed on Lake Eufaula, right? right. That's where uh, it, it was originally designed. But I, I love using that real big one. And there's certain conditions when it it it's a it's a player, but it's it's generally the smaller one that everybody goes to. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so part of that really long conversation I had with Epic Eric, who's talking about, mm. you know, of course, the evolution of the bait and, you know, how when a company grows and then they outsource to China and they completely screw the whole mm. body of the bait up. So as he's telling me about it, I'm like, oh, man, let me go dig them, up, dig them out and spread them all out of my boat and started looking for the double stamp, which had, you know, man's on one side and baby one minus on the other side. And that's the older mm. style, and they're supposedly the better ones and then started looking through some of the others and like hold them up completely different size you know yeah, just the bait changed wow yeah that's interesting so I look for them double stamps or them copper rings right? yeah i got i got some of them i i, I, re you do. I remember the potomac river was won by oh gosh up in broad creek i can't say his name right now but he was dipping uh the chartreuse or the white one minus in chartreuse dye yeah, and 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 uh, that's how he won the tournament. Oh gosh, I cannot believe he's been multi-tournament winner, super champion. But Dan Moorhead, um, well done, Pete. Did, did that? Way to redeem yourself. Yes, th thank you very much. Will on the message board said that the bone color on the Potomac is the ish in the baby one minus. I believe it. I, 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 I don't know if I've found a place ever where bone color doesn't third work. Third color? I need a third color. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Something about that color. Yeah. But you, I just want to give a shout-out to TH Marine. I was busy with TH Marine, thankfully, on Thousand Islands during the Open. Busy with the culling beam and G-Juice, which really – all my smallmouth. I made it – I was 20 miles out in the lake, went out, came back. Uh, weighed, all my fish were perfectly – juiced and Great. ready to be released um so just shout Good. out to th marine as well as sea clear power uh man uh powering up my hummingbirds my 360 just really helped me uh catch a lot of those fish and you know my systems just don't burn up the electricity and just no interference amazing weapon if you're investing in that in all this advanced electronics get yourself a dedicated wiring harness uh, C-Clear Power builds the best, and it's going to help your units work incredibly well uh, no matter yeah. the condition you put them in, even when you run them 20 miles through four- and five-foot waves like crazy people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I love it. And I, you know what? I also want to give a shout-out to the Bass Cat Cougar and its ability to negotiate those waves. 
I mean, I love the verbiage. <laughs> <laughs> to negotiate my way, it's just so official. I negotiate my way through the waves. You because you cannot you cannot dictate to Lake Ontario. You have to have a negotiation with Lake Ontario <laughs> to be able to get from one spot to yes. the other. <laughs> it's uh, but that cougar is just so amazing. When you come out of the throttle, it it nose goes up, and when you need it to move, it spins on a dime and you can turn into the troughs when they get real big uh, which they always do you get these big three yeah. like you might be four 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 five six seven you know and and you got to be able to drive around them uh just a tremendous weapon uh to be able to run in the big water as well as lightning quick so shout out to bass cat for uh for building the bass cat cougar yeah Thank and they also that. if you do scoop one they pump the water out really quick <laughs> i learned that uh I learned that last weekend out out on the river. I was I was trailing a uh, one of the big boats that you know probably is carrying like nine million cars on it, you know, yep. and it's sending off these waves that are the size of a house. <laughs> and uh, I was trying to time it. I got up a little bit too close to it, and when I when I made my my bounce, you know, from wave to wave, didn't time it right, and I scooped one real good. Yeah, yeah, got a got a good bath. Was your girlfriend in the boat with you? No, but my dog was. Oh. And the dog was not happy. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, was actually drinking water off the floor of my boat. After <laughs> that's awesome. After that happened. So. It's funny. That's Jake's favorite pastime. Is we, we scoop, take, we scoop take waves. Out, yeah, well, we try not to scoop them, but he wants to get as much height as possible. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we chase the freighters around and, and jump them. Yeah, nice. What do you got, BTC? A uh, little shout-out to Thomas Sevick on Sevick on on youtube he caught his pb largemouth uh the other day a 611 on the old school deep runner 08 perch rapala deep runner nice perch wow that's an old school bait um anthony geist wants to know see if um empire makes toilet seat covers (laughs) for you know on the road situations might be a good idea we can we can modify and uh, Williams is going to be here at the top of the hour, right around whatever the top of your hour is. BTC, we taking a break, or, or are we going to yeah, roll we, right into talking to GDP? No, let's let's hit that commercial break. Um, okay. I look like a chartreuse spinnerbait. Uh, <laughs> all right, yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, get over and get subscribed to BashU TV. Do it right now. Uh, this is a great time to catch up, to do your studies. I know a lot of guys are going hunting, going back to football, but now is the time to get yourself studied up and prepared uh, for your tournament season. Or if you're like us, we never stop. So get yourself over to Bashy.tv. Get yourself subscribed. We'll be right back with some more right after this. Aquaview, the leader in underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for, catch more fish, have more fun. Aquaview, seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fishing rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. That's made right here in North Carolina in the USA. 
Strongest, lightest rod, 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick, every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out during a tournament. Durability in the John Cruz Worming Series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod I found that can withstand my hook set. Boom goes the dynamite. Some would say obsessed. There's no place on earth we'd rather be than right here, right now. Performance-driven gear, so you can fish longer, harder. Gills Performance Fishing. 2021 Red Crest Champion Dustin Connell here. And if you watch live covers, we just got done at Lake Eufaula. I caught my fish using the active target with Lawrence. What you didn't see is I run a sea clear power harness in my boat. One of the main advantages to running this harness is it does not drain my batteries down at all running my four units. And what that's gonna allow me to do is I'm able to see my bait at 8 a.m. just as good late in the day. Y'all check them out at seaclearpower.com. You take pride in your boat so it deserves the best protection possible. Our durable woven fabric prevents ripping and provides UV protection, and our tape seams provide protection against the elements. The heavy-duty shock cord hem and strap and buckle system provide a tight and secure fit. Our top-of-the-line boat covers come with a ventilation system to keep your boat free from mold buildup. Empire Covers, protecting what you love. Hey everybody, welcome back to Bash University Live. Um, can't it's just so it's so fun to be back in studio. Everybody's here. JK is uh, hanging with us on Zoom, and uh, we've got a great guest, David Williams, coming on uh, with us here in just a little while. Just a power fishing phenom, a hammer, uh, live from the open, the Southern Open on Lake Norman, and on a on. Rich, the precipice of qualifying <laughs> the precipice. <laughs> once again uh, for the for the Bassmaster Elite. So uh, so hang in there for that. And uh, I know we got a lot of people watching and over on YouTube and Facebook. And uh, bring your questions in, guys. We're using them all in the air. We're going to hook you up with some cool stuff. And I know BTC, you're you got some things over there. What do you got for us? Uh, Dan Handcuff says, Pete, what brand gasoline do you rely on to power your tournament hopes? Peter. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I I, I don't Coffee. affiliate with a brand. Yeah, right? Coffee, that's right. <laughs> Coffee wherever I can get it. And uh, <laughs> right. the 80, I, I will tell you this, the Yamaha, you know, wants the plus. Um, so I always make sure that my octane is, you know, 89 or up um, to operate that outboard. And it's been phenomenal, honestly, that, that Yamaha has been just absolute mm -hmm. bulletproof. Um, yeah. through, through all the big I water. And, and, what, and what prop have you been running lately? Uh, the, well, the, I run the 25-inch uh, problem, my 250 for the 20-foot, you know, Cougar. The I the 26 is going to give you your ultimate speed right. uh, out of the boat. But for me, I, especially like in the big water, man, I, I have the TH Marine Atlas jack plate, hydraulic jack. I, I put that all the way down. I use the 25-inch prop. And no no cavitation navigating all that big water. And that's the reason why I do it. I want to get the nose up when I want it up. And I want to keep that prop wet 
and that that 25 I found to be flawless. Now Mike uh, had dropped down to the 24 inch. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, and he did that just for the sole purpose of bite being able to, you know, navigate that rough water, keeping the prop wet. Um, but I found, uh, man, I I'm I'm cool with the 25. That did did well. J.K., what are you what are you running? I ran the 25, uh, but honestly. I was going from the back of the boat to the front. I was boat stupid, you know, going from a 92 Dynatrack to a, um, to the Cougar, the uh, same package that uh, you guys are running. And I, I, I just asked Ike what he was running. He told me 25, so I got the 25. So that's good to hear, Pete, you know. Yeah. I was thinking about putting a couple of tournaments on my schedule that might get a little rougher than what I'm used to down here at Lanier and Hartwell. So, um that's good to hear that you're you're liking the twenty five. How many yeah. how many prop changes do you make in a year, Greg, from lake to lake? Or I, I usually don't change them. Huh. I run a twenty four across the board. Really? Yep. Even when Kelly's in the boat, I can go to a twenty five higher. <laughs> really, poor hair back. <laughs> twenty four, huh? All right. <laughs> and that's just that's just for uh, you know whole shot. The Mercury's, I mean, Control. I know Yamaha's got an awesome hole shot. Mercury's yeah. got a good hole shot. It's got yeah. a great top end with 24 pitch. Even okay. in big waves, I mean, they can push right through them, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah hole shot, that, that's another advantage of going down in prop size yeah. is it's going to give you the hole shot yep. that you're looking for with full live wells, you know, two big guys in the boat. Yep. Uh, you know, so you can drag getting out of the water, so the going down in in pitch is going to get you up and out of the hole a lot better. Yep. So. For sure. Mm-hmm. Right on. What you got? Oh, uh, two more quick things. Uh, again, a special shout out to Andre for sending Rich all them pictures. He loves them. Keep them coming. <laughs> and um, and also uh, Ohio Bassmasters. As a matter of fact, um, Alex get get his information. He wins a uh, Bass University shirt, three X. Hope you're a big guy. Uh, I don't want to hear ish about Pete's Senko tonight if we dig in into shallow power fishing. Round of applause, everybody. Come on, break come it. on, man. Woo! What do you mean? You can flip that Senko yeah. on a big rod. I know, but we don't want to hear about it all damn night. Cross yeah. their heads. We want skirts and stuff. Uh, you know, something, some I didn't legs. catch one fish any of these this year on a Senko. Not one. What? Yep. Oh, my goodness. I just looked at the schedule just for amp myself. But, yeah, I never even really threw it. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, well, to me, that's crazy, you know. but uh, It is crazy to think about. Well, I, you've got to have a, a bait that, oh, fills, that fills that. Here we that, go. Sorry. You know, oh, genre. You know, uh, we'll, we'll I mean, how many did you catch on a drop shot, though? A lot, yeah, yeah. a ton. Yeah, that's funny. You and I differ that way because I w- I just got done fishing the Great Lakes and and I made two casts with a drop shot, like <laughs> just. <laughs> He's a small person, I, I, and and I have not thrown the drop shot all season. Uh, I don't, I don't make a single throw you, you, with it. You, done, you, done you well don't this year. you don't see you're you're doing with the drop shot what I do with the Senka. It's interesting. Agree. No. Yeah. But hey, you had a great year this year, Wasn't man. Bad. You've uh you spent another year out on the Elites. You did. And um man, you you there was some culling going on this year on the Elites. We we lost some Chris Grow, uh, we lost some guys that man, love those guys, talented anglers. Um but they're, you know, they're they're cycled through. They got to requalify, but you you qualified along with the, you know, all the other top guys and uh yeah. Congratulations, man! That that in it of itself is huge. It, it is. I mean, you know, this year a lot of a lot of people don't know. So last year with COVID, there was no cuts. Yeah. So this year, 
uh, unfortunately, they did a double cut. They cut 22 guys this year, which is a huge number if you think about it. You know, there's only 100 guys total. Yeah, 20% so of the field. Yeah, so that's a giant number. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're working to get back down to a smaller field. So next year we're going to be at 90 total instead of 100. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm happy I made the freaking the first <laughs> round. Trust me. Um, so next year should, I think, go back to normal to where it goes into the points now. So, mm-hmm. you know, these last three years was averages. So whoever got cut, the average was like, I think, 60 or higher points-wise. Okay. With the averages. Uh, so next year should go back, I believe, to if it's going to be top 65, top 70, the points automatically requires. Then from there it goes to averages again. There's a whole system they have to keep you alive, you know, longer than just a couple of years, the way they do it. Okay. So it's actually beneficial to a fisherman, honestly. Where 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 do they want to head though? Uh, are they going to 50 guys? No, I, I think their ultimate goal is 80. That's what I think. Okay. Um, you know, just from what I've heard. Um, but 90s 90 is a great number. I, you know, I think it probably should still be 100. I mean, it's the elite series. There's only 100 people. That's that's not that many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's yeah. uh. I, I didn't really see what the right whiteboard said. I did. did I, you? I saw, yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Talking you know. about you, Pete. <laughs> yeah. Talking about the, don't talk about the Senko. Is that what he said? <laughs> it, did, it did actually. <laughs> Black Senko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, I'm I'm excited to fish another year. Hopefully, it's a lot more than one more year. Hopefully, it's a ton of ton more years. You know, hopefully, it's you know no. a whole career. Honestly. Yeah. It's very. I mean, it's it's very tough out there. It's not easy. Like I just said, there's a hundred guys. I mean. There's not really much room for error, and I'm not talking about error on your own part. I mean, there's so many variables, you know, as a fisherman. We all, all the guys here, we all know it's just like to have it go your way is is so crazy. I mean, look at Seth Fighter. He had a perfect year, basically, you know, just an incredible year. And, uh, and yeah, it, it's just it's it's just even hard to fathom to make sure that every single thing you do is the right decision all the way through all nine events. It's impossible. You know, it is. Yeah, it is. You got to have some. You got to have a little stuff go your way. A lot of stuff, like yeah. you said. Yep. You know, because a lot of stuff. It seems like, man, there's times out there where everything's fighting you. Yep. And then no matter what you can, no matter what you do, it's that's, like you have an uphill my, battle. My last two years have felt that way. Yeah. You know, I I prepare myself the best I possibly can, and man, Mother Nature takes over, or I, you know, I go left instead of right. Just something stupid. You know, just the smallest increment, just the smallest move is. A difference maker at this level it really is sure you know it's crazy but man just just keep on going keep on learning and keep on digging well let's take us through it well i'm sorry jk what do you got well i was just gonna say if there's if there's one thing we know about greg it's he's good at finishing in the money right like dude you you had a good year yeah you know, and you, you yourself said, yeah, it was pretty good. But, like, no, you, you had a good year. You made some checks, um, a lot of checks. But you never had that, you know, top ten or, you know, that that tournament. What I want to know, and I, I know you're going to walk us through, but I'm looking at a lot of different checks here from your season. You know, a lot of finishes from 20th place to 40th place, a lot of 20s and 30s and stuff. Yep. So what I want to know is – you know, I don't know how many you just like stormed in during the tournament, or what were what what tournament this year were you the closest, oh, dude? To, <laughs> I to think... like storming the top twelve and knocking that thing down. 
but you might have settled in the you know money or or whatever. Maybe it wasn't a check event. I don't know. So on these last three years, there has been one event out of every nine for the last three years that I thought I had an opportunity to win the tournament. And this year at Neely mm-hmm. Henry, by day three, mm-hmm. I should have had it in the bag. Oh man, I, that's the amount of fish that I, I'm talking like fours, fives, and sixes. Like this, like don't even have fish of that quality. I found them, like I found them, found them. And I went there a month and a half, two months early just to go out there and look around. And what I found then was still good in the tournament. And I couldn't believe it. Wow. That never happens. Never happens. Right. And it's just, you know, I, I think I came in. Let's see. Neely, I was – may I hear I put a little finish on here. Neely Henry, I finished 40th. And I, I literally, yep. you know, by day three, I did the numbers in my head of what I lost. And I was like, wow, I should probably be able to catch one three-pounder on the fourth day and win this tournament completely. You know, just what I lost. And it just – it just – Went through my fingertips and I lost it. Wow. Yep. Well, well, take us through. Did did you learn or did you figure out how they got off or did you were you the only the only thing I lost them all in a jig, which oh. to me is like crazy because I mean, I was doing the same thing that I've done five billion times at home. Which right. the 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 crazy part about it was it was it's second nature what I was doing and I I win so much doing it locally and I was like oh man this one's gonna be a good one. You know, the only thing I think I probably should have did was put that down and maybe picked up a Texas rig with a bigger four or five out hook and really stick them good. You know, that's the only thing I just was losing. uh, What's that? Were you swimming a jig? No, I was flipping and pitching. Uh I just fight them to the boat, come off. I had, I lost this one fish that was five and a half, six pounds, three times every day I lost this fish in the same spot. Every single day. The first day. I flipped to a, a, a little log in the center, and I, I pulled the jig off to the left side of it. The fish bit it on the log, pulled it to the side, and I set the hook, and I put its mouth dead against the log, and the jig went, came popping out of its mouth. Oh. The second day, I pull in there, and there was a bush off to the side of this log. I flipped the log, nothing. I flipped the jig to the tree. It just bites it, and it swims right out in the center, like perfect. I set the hook on it. I fight it. It turns sideways, and it comes undone. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And the third day, I get back, and I get to the same area. I lose a fish again for the third time. But there was multiple things that oh. happened in that tournament. Like, this has never happened to me. I, I retied a new jig on. The one jig was getting kind of messed up. I put a brand-new jig on. I flipped to this one thing, and I flipped in there, and I saw a giant just come out of the tree and just eat it. So I reeled down on it. I set the hook. I snapped the jig hook in half. Oh. It just – nothing would go right <laughs> yeah. in this tournament. It's just everything I did was right but wrong. Yeah, and it just it just unfolded. I lost a four, or another five. It was just it was just unbelievable. It's funny how that happens. Like it, like winning is like that too. Yeah, like winning is like it, it just rolls the other way. Yeah, if it if it would all happen that way, I, w- I would have won hands down. Right, and then sometimes when that's going on, it's like you just can't stop the bleeding. Yep. How did you handle Especially that? Especially in foreign territory. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean, you're yep. You're on the other side of the yeah. world from what we're used to. It seems like and. It's like, yeah. uh, what did, did when you were going through that, like mentally, did you did you sit down and try to recover? Did you uh, break something? Did you I jump in the lake? What, what, how did you handle when all that stuff's happening to you? It, it it makes you crazy. I kept my cool really good. I mean, my, that's impressive. My marshals, yeah, my marshals were all from there, and all of them said like, dude. Uh, I'm not just – they're not – I don't mean to be rude, but you just lost fish that I've never even seen in this lake before. Wow. It's just like – and I know. I'm like, dude, I don't know. I guess the one thing that kept me going 
is there was a lot more what I was doing, and I just kept saying, just keep on going. You'll you'll come across another one, and I and I would, but I would lose it. And I'd lose it again, but I just I just kept my cool, man. I, I don't know how. <laughs> I guess there was so much bad going on that I couldn't even think to process all of it. Yeah, it's yeah. just it, it was it was a horrible thing. And, and well, I'm like you. I, I want to go back. I I, I can't I can't lose. I can't lose my cool like that. If I lose it, man, yeah. I, uh, it, I it takes me a week to come back. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like uh, – Out of these three years – I've been lost years, my cool. <laughs> I've, I've only lost my cool one time. That's it. What's that look I, like? What, what, well, what caused you to lose your cool, and what does that look like? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Kelly, you should call on this one. 2019, uh, it was the AOI event, mm-hmm. and uh, the, I needed one fish to qualify for the Classic in the AOI event. Day one of Lake St. Clair – uh, I almost oh, sank yeah. my boat, yep. and I didn't catch any fish that day, and I was just so furious. Just a stressful year, you know, first-year fishing professional, and I was, like, filling my boat up, and, like, uh, something was weird. Like, my boat wasn't taking gas, and I just I just kind of lost it a little bit, and yeah. I just lost my shit, and then the next day, it was good, though, because, like, <laughs> your boat wasn't taking gas, like, the pile it, it, on. The, 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 no, like, the, so the gas station was on a really hard angle on the concrete, and I was trying to get the gas, and it would not go in. Nothing would work that day. Like everything was just totally wrong. Oh my god! So, so like, did it get physical? Did you and the boat have 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 fisticuffs or what? So this is what I did. Like or just words. No. So this is what I did. <laughs> I, I I just got so pissed off at like I couldn't get another spot at the gas station. It was the only one. I went into my truck. I grabbed my jack out. I was going to jack my boat up to get it angled right again. And it got to the point I couldn't even get it to jack up right, so I just <laughs> threw, I picked up my jack and I just completely threw it hard as I could in the back of my truck. And oh, I said, right. "Screw this! I'll do this in the morning." <laughs> and I I went back to the hotel. Kelly didn't say a word. She just was like just quiet. I went back to the hotel at like six o'clock. No dinner. I just went to bed and I woke up and did it all over the next day and just caught him really good the next day. Just <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta yeah. I just gotta let it out. Just, just erased that day. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but. I don't know. This year, I still learned a ton. Go ahead. Check yeah, out. dude. I, 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 I hope you get to fish daily, Henry, again, and get some, some revenge on, on those bigs, man. That's, that's when I, when I heard you talking about the size of fish. That's, uh, yeah, that is there for that, that place. But I, I, I know the feeling, um, especially in the post spawn, um, and you know, I'm from the southeast, so like, I feel like. I'm conditioned to getting burned with a jig in my hand in the post bond. Well, I don't know why. And I, it's just like weird things happen. They come off. They don't, they don't like, like in the wintertime, they get that thing. You get them in the top of the head and they're in the boat, yep, you know? Yep. And I'm not saying that's not, you know, I'll swim a jig in the post bond. And I'm not saying that that's what happened to you, but if you will entertain playing hindsight, and I don't know if you went back and watched, you know, I just can't help but wonder if you had Jason Christie's tube in your hand, what would have went down? I know. You know? I know. Wait, I, it, what? He's saying he's something with a different exposure. Soft plastic. Yeah, soft plastic. Yeah. Oh. That, that was Texas. my – It would have eaten that. You know, the jig's good about getting bites that nothing else will. It's just weird things happen between – You know, it's crazy. About the time – So – On April, May, early June, it's like I just leave a jig – it's not even tied on, and I know. I've never just... really heard much about what you're talking about, J.K. <laughs> and I'm. You almost not... sounded like you were from the South, right now. <laughs> I want to hear more about it. What? Why do fish come off a jig? Theory. I just lose them, you know. In that time of year, it's like once they go to bed, it's like a, a plastic's way more efficient. 
David Dudley has some theories on that to the point where he doesn't even throw jigs, period. He won't flip jigs, period. So here, here's the deal. But he also threw away his spinner baits. So. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> yeah. So, doesn't wear underwear either. <laughs> so, JK, a- after day one, I lost some fish. After day one, I did go back that night, and I tied up a beaver. I did. I flipped it maybe three times, and I put it back down because I just was getting so many bites in the jig. I just uh. it, was a, it was a rookie mistake. Do you think hesitating might have helped you? I tried it all. You I did. even tried pulling into them just like. Just a different style. Too. I, I still yeah. couldn't get them. Wow. It just was uh, nothing I did. I, on my paper right here, I even put Neil Henry. Don't even talk about it. Because it, it, <laughs> that was the only time of my life that I got that I got in my truck. And, like, for whatever, 10 yeah. hours, I just grabbed my steering wheel. Yeah. And I was just so fired up. I was like, how did this happen? Oh, we're sorry, man. You're not going to probably we sleep just spent, We just focused the whole night on it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to do well, that. that's your team. time, Greg. Time <laughs> <to call laughs> Appreciate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what I didn't want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, all right. We got a low light. We got we got Neely Henry. We had rough gig. Give me give me a highlight. What was the absolute best? Pickwick was pretty good. Okay. So Pickwick, we had uh, two days of cancellation. Mm-hmm. Day one and two canceled. Uh, Pickwick went from I guess winter pool to seven feet high overnight. They had a giant storm there. So I like having tournaments where there's no practice. If that makes sense, because I like putting the boat in the water. And figuring it out on the day. Even playing field for everybody. 100%. Everybody starts over. I love it that way. You know, we yeah. had the Tennessee River this year, super cold, just wintertime fishing, tough fishing. I love it that way. Yeah. I just feel like where we're all from, that's how we fish. It's tough. It's not easy to catch them. So let them kind of places I feel at home. So Pickwick, you know, everything I had in Pickwick, day one, put the boat in the water. I run to where I was catching them because I don't mm-hmm. know the lake at all. Right. So I went to where I was catching them. It was like midday. I was like, this is not happening. I had nothing. Yep. And there was a ton of current going down the river. So I started to think to myself, well, I was back in a big giant creek. Let me just start running small pockets off the main river. So I started running small pockets and started running them. And as I go into them, I pulled into this one. I turned sideways and I scanned. I saw a bunch of them just sitting there. And I'm like, ooh. So I, I pull in there and I just catch them every cast. And I get a decent bag. I'm like, all right, I should do pretty good today because it's been so freaking tough as far as the weather goes. So I go back. I weigh in. I got a pretty good bag. I'm sitting in, like, I don't know, 20-some place. Day two, I'm like, all right, I'm running back to that same area. I run back to that small pocket. I get there. There's a local sitting on it first thing in the morning. And I'm like, there's no freaking way. I pull in there, and the guy's like, oh, man, if you were here a half hour ago, you'd have caught him really good. <laughs> he just paid later, caught them all. Oh, man. So, But I had a clue at this point. You know, yep. I knew what I was looking for. So I'm running, I'm running, I'm gunning, I'm gunning, I'm gunning. I pull into this one thing. The current's coming into it, but not directly. And there's a shell bed there. There were so many bass on it. I swear, day three, after I fished a day, I had, whatever, 17, 18 on day two off of this. I had 20 pounds on day three. I caught a fish from when I put the trollmeter in the water to when I pulled it to leave every cast. Holy smokes. Yep, I don't know how many I caught. It was ridiculous. Now, did you, when oh, you, you saw it? Did you did you like see that on side imaging? I did. I did. You picked them off side imaging. Well, so I'm driving. And I'm just looking at these pockets. I'm going pocket to pocket to pocket, and I, I came and I turned a little bit off a small point that the water was coming into, and it was nothing but fish. And I, I'm like, these aren't bass. There's no way. There's too many. Yeah. So I, I pick up a trap and I throw it. They're shallow, like four or five feet of water. I throw a trap in there and I turn the handle and it just right away. <laughs> and I'm like, no freaking way. So I was wearing them out in a half ounce trap. And then I wasn't getting them more, so the current got a little bit stronger to mm. day three. 
So I picked up a three-quarter ounce trap and started wearing them out all over again. And then I they stopped biting yeah. that, and then I called them all on a Carolina rig for just the rest of the day. I'm talking hours at a time, just every cast. I was like, Jesus, a freaking hard three-pounder. Wow. It was just unbelievable. <laughs> Man. And oh, God. Now, so, now, where'd that put you? That that put you into 20th. the 20th place. Yep. And that was the last day? Yeah. Okay. Well, it was day three. I didn't make day four. Okay. Yep. Yeah. My, my first day, I weighed like 15-something, I think. Pretty What's yeah, that? you jumped quite a few places, right, yeah. on that third day? Yeah, I did, yep. That, that's awesome to you know, catch them all day like that. Smallmouth, largemouth, and spotted bass, all three were on the spot. Oh, man, oh, man. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. No, nah, that's that's pretty awesome. Taking advantage of the conditions, and to me, that's it. That, gosh, what a, what a great testament yep. to your abilities. Because, uh, you know, guys, you think about that. You know, you're competing on the highest level. Conditions have completely – they're gone. Yep. You got to start over, yep. and you went out amongst all that pressure and all that competition, and and smashed them. That that is a great highlight for the year. There's something about that pressure to me that I like. I don't know what it is, but when your back is against the wall, that's I feel like that's when I like to shine better. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's just how I like to fish. Probably because you know locally all these years you put the boat in the water, you fish your derby, no practice, just go fishing, and you figure it out as you go. Right, right. You know, so that was kind of felt like I was at home. Yeah, you know. That's great. Greg, what was on the business end, man, of that Carolina rig? Say that again. What's on, oh, what what's was on, on the business of your Carolina rig? So, Sorry. day two, uh, one of the – I caught a five-pound smallie day two on a rattle trap and on this spot. And when I, I got the smallie out of the water, there was a giant crayfish hanging out of its mouth. I mean, like an oversized one. I'm like, oh, okay. So, that night, I tied the rig up and I put a full-size – uh, speed crawl, the big speed crawl. On. Mag. Mm -hmm. The Magnum. That's why I called them all when I was Carolina rigging. No kidding. Green pumpkin. No. Were you actually throwing a rattle trap or were you throwing a – Oh, yeah. I was throwing a, a, a sexy shad, the half ounce, and then when the current got real strong, I went to the three-quarter to keep it in there a little bit better, and I caught them all over again. On on an actual rattle it? trap? Yep. Okay. Well, it, not rattle trap. It was a, a red eye. A red eye. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, but I'm talking every single cast for eight hours. <laughs> Every Crazy. single cast. I can. I don't think that that has ever happened to me. Eight hours straight, man. That that is if, that is an if, impossibility. If I, didn't have a, I didn't have a marshal that day. If I had a marshal recording every single fish catch, I bet you would have been in the hundreds of pounds. Yeah. I was just gonna say, what do you yeah. think that would translate into the MLF? Two hundred at least. At least two hundred pounds. <laughs> Record breaking. At least. Man. It was every cast. Wow. I mean, the smallest one was probably two and three quarters. Wow. Yeah, That's they were all that three to three and a half. How did you manage culling through all that <laughs> stuff? It was a pain in the butt. Did you have to did, – did, did, were they all the same size there and you had a, to go through them like that? Some of them got to the point where it's just like I'm just throwing it back. I wasn't even pulling them out of the box anymore. If it was overly bigger looking, then I checked them. Gotcha. Yep. Wow. Yep. What a great tournament. Yep. <laughs> Tennessee River is just special. It's just so many fish in some of those lakes. I know. I know Riz got – Gunnersville, we we definitely had to leave them biting, that which is never any fun. But yeah. uh, it's it's fun when you get on a wad like that, man. It was, yeah, it was awesome. That was a that was a great day, Justin. You actually witnessed me lose my cool, and we weren't even in a tournament <laughs> on those fish. Yeah. Nice. Well, you're piecing together a new technique. You you know. You, what it, happened? There's only something that just, can go. Well, he they just kept coming off. Deal, <laughs> and we're we're throwing, uh when you have a smaller reel, you're throwing down, you're throwing a lot of line out when you're on an offshore spot. And he had like a dock skipping reel, like a hundred size, you know? And I really think that he wasn't able to get a good 
you know, enough gear ratio, picking up enough line to really put the, you had to put the screws to them because you're long cast worm. And basically they wanted a shaky head, you know, a Magnum shaky head that day for the most part, you know, and I think that's what, where he was. Oh, what a fun bike. Hey, all the more it reason was, why you need to be using a redfish spinning reel, Ken Duke. I'm talking to you. Uh, we were on bait cast and stuff. <laughs> yeah. We were just... totally on bait cast and stuff. But, I mean, yeah. they hit the drop shot. I mean, we got on a drop shot spot. And I think we talked about this on one of the podcasts, but the floating eelgrass was every, everywhere. It was the week after the Elite Series was there. And I saw all these fish, you know, on the hummingbirds. But they wouldn't eat the shaky head because you couldn't get efficient with it. So we just started going vertical. And that's when Riz was toe-to-toe, if not kicking my butt. Like, we were blasting them. And he was right at home with that uh, drop shot in his hand. And we were catching big spots. It's, it's easy when spot. there's a bunch like, of them down there. You know, <laughs> like, it was clear there was a lot of fish <laughs> below the boat. <laughs> well, well, that's how Dude, you... There was this mat. Like, it was like 40 feet wide, over 22 feet of water, just a floating eelgrass mat. And I, I scanned, you know, kind of over there or i troll over there to the um right up next to the mat and my 2d's picking up you know fish so i just kind of go a little high with the drop shot and let it it goes straight through the uh the mat or whatever gets down to the bottom catch a three and a quarter pound largemouth it was wild but um yeah it's just wow good fish just a lot of fish it's like they just they just missed it. The Elite Series did at Gunnersville. They just missed that. Those fish gang up I on bet. the offshore. Well, Scott Easel on YouTube has a suggestion for Greg's Miss Jake Fish and and you it would have been a Senko. <laughs> <laughs> that? that 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 shit wouldn't have happened if you guys were throwing a Senko. Uh, you probably, be, probably, you, probably broke them all. You'd yeah. be you'd be counting your money right now. Old <laughs> 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 Probably right. Probably well, just follow Shanko. Polishing blue trophies is what we'd be doing. <laughs> 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 Maybe next year. <laughs> all right. Well, let's right, – great, great event. Pickwick was awesome. You – you know, my gosh, you, that's got to bode well for you moving forward, the confidence of being able to adjust like that. Uh, that's great. What – what um, you learned that about yourself. What else did you learn this year um, – out on tour you, you think that's going to help you down the road i mean there's some things you know the st john's last year i finished 72nd which was a horrible finish but like so we had the st john's again day one uh canceled due to fog yeah day day two it's always foggy there it's yes weird. day two three and a half hour delay mm. so in practice i found these fish in practice i mean pete there was a, there was five pounders as far as you can walk on beds wow and nobody else was around me and I'm like, oh, my God. But we had that big delay the first day canceled. And then day two, you know, we had a, a big delay again. Um, I went down there, and almost all of them already spawned and left. Oh because we gosh. had a – it's just like we're talking about. You know, fighter must have had all the stuff lined up where my stuff was doing the opposite. Right. You know, I ran down there on the half a day. It was a far ride. I get all the way down there. I pulled to the first bed. It was a 7-Eleven. I caught it. And then I, I started going to the other beds, and they just weren't there. Just were left. Gone. Yep. So that – them – you know, uh-huh. one whole day off hurt me, mm-hmm. and then maybe you know the part of the next day fish were leaving. Maybe that you know mm-hmm. morning or whatever it was, just nothing lined up good for me. Yep, practices were great. I tried to adjust. 
and it was just, you know, it's just hard. I mean, I just – no excuses. Right, right. You know? Well, that developing pattern, we talk about it a yep. lot. I know, J.K., we, we always harping on it like, man, it, that always seems like when you wind up at the top is when you're fortunate enough to find out, like, the spawners that are just getting there. Getting there versus leaving. Versus the ones and, and that I are didn't, leaving. And I didn't know because in practice, I mean, dude, I, I was watching them swimming. They were coming. I'm like, this is perfect. But they're, the, the Florida fish seem to get up and leave quick. You know, they're there for one, two, maybe three days, and they're gone, it seems like. Right. So, you know, maybe if we had no delay the first day or no cancellation the first day, maybe it could have had a really big bag the first day and then held on to the second day to get into the yeah. third day. Did you try uh, filing a protest with Bass for canceling the first day? I wish I could have. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. Unfortunately. Maybe we'll try that next year. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> hey, my fish left. I would like to file an official protest. Yeah. It's unfair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we were on fork last year. Same deal. I mean, for the most part, it was a, sp a spawning tournament. And everybody can see the obvious fish. So, in, in the practice, I went around and I purposely looked for all the fish you could not see unless you really looked hard for them. Mm -hmm. But that meant they were all the way back inside the junk, most of them. And right. same thing, man. I, I, I switched flipping hooks, plastics. I lost so many, I'm trying to get them out. Right. Big ones. The first one was an eight or nine oh. pounder. Giant one. Mm. And you know, it just it just Ugh. didn't work out. Oh man! But the practices, and I'm I'm not I'm not looking back at the history of the practice, but like every time I I show up and I find them, I find them. It just isn't coming together. You know, losing fish or something stupid's happening or just everything. It's just I just got to make it happen. Right. If it can happen, it could be really good. Well, I think you just got to keep doing what you're doing, and it's almost like I I, I hate to that say give this advice, but right. you got to. You got to let it come to you. I know. And I, and it's so hard because sometimes you try to force it. I know. And that's what kills you sometimes, know. you know. I see some of the guys on tour, they are so lax. You know, they're just so laid back. They don't even go out and pre-practice. Like, oh, yeah, I'll just show up and catch them. They, and they do. <laughs> and they get them. It's just amazing to me. Man, isn't that, wouldn't that be yeah. awesome just to be that way? Yeah. It's like, it's, that's the thing. I'm not wired that way. Yeah. I, like, I like to work. I like to put in the effort. I like yeah. to do this. I like to, you know, just dot my eyes and. Cross my T's and go. Right. But it's just like you're saying, some guys just got the knack for it, I guess. I don't know how. I've been, well, I mean, they do get free practice time. Yeah, but some guys they're don't even go. He's saying oh, they don't it. even do it. They'll, they'll do the actual two and a half days of practice. Yeah, 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 but they yeah. won't go out prior and look at the body right, of water, right, none right. of that stuff. Right. You know? Yeah. But yeah. It's there, it, a lot of these places are still all brand new to me. You know, they're all yeah. places I've never been. It's just yeah. as I'm putting it together, I'm, it's all brand new. You know? yeah. Well, as, as a Keep veteran the of, the, of, the, of the sport, I could say that, you know, <laughs> it's been around a long time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this year, I, I've been – any chance I get to fish, I'm usually jumping in a tournament. And, just and cold. Just cold. Yep. And I – Thank you, Brian. Nope. It ain't yeah. happening. Yeah. I got, I got – it's it's just like consistently. I'm like, uh, start figuring something out. And, uh, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, need another three four hours. You know, you, <laughs> you got to find a balance. I, this is this it'd be interesting. Is it at the Oneida tournament? I stayed with Ike and and Brian Schmidt and myself, and we had different practice Name strategies. Dropper. Different. Yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> true enough. Uh, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the um, it was like Ike practices like Ike and always has is always li life and I've I've tried to practice like him and I found that it's a deterrent for me. Yeah, yeah. Like he's up, he's first at the ramp before light and he's last on the ramp and he's coming back after dark. He's fishing all at dark a lot of times, yep. you know? Yep. And um and that strategy worked for him. Brian, 
you know, had kind of a different strategy where, uh, you know, he did a ton of sonar work and uh, he put, believe me, a lot of hours in. Uh, and I did too. You know, I put a lot of hours in, but nowhere near like that. Like for me, I got to make sure that I have enough time to think, yep. like consume what I've, di- you know, digested on the, on the water, you know, like understand it. What does it mean to me? You know, how can I make heads or tails of it? Because if I went like Ike, like I, I, it's like I can never figure out what the heck happened to me. But that worked so good for him. I guess the whole the thing is you got to find you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, 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 you got to find you, and you're doing that. I Obviously, it. you're crushing it. You know, and you just uh, you know you're learning a lot. And I think I think you just need to keep doing what you're doing, and and you know you're going to be hitting them over the fence here soon enough. I freaking hope so. Yeah. <laughs> It's coming. Yeah. Well, wh- tell tell me what else you got this year that that happened. That, you know, so we we had the Tennessee River, which was a cold cold tournament. Mm. You know, it was winter time. We had that. Yeah. I think it was like February. It was that tournament, second or third week of February, whenever it was. I'm sure maybe JK could see the date, but super cold. So I felt like I was at home, man. You know, I just knew that the river was real muddy in a lot of places. We had a lot of rain coming down. Um, so you know, when I think of them kind of places, I think I still think like wintering holes for the most part. You know, not a lot of current, um, so deep water access, all that good stuff. So I started running channel bends, and the channel bends that were dumping and swooshing and turning that didn't have a lot of current but had a lot of deep docks. So we had some muddy water. Mm. So, that, you know, that positions a lot of the fish still still against some kind of something. Yeah. yeah. So I started running deep docks with a small finesse jig, and, man, I just started catching them really good. You know, and it, and it worked out for me. I think I finished, yeah, 39th in that one too. Nice. Just, you know, catching 10 pounds a day, whatever I call it, whatever it was. Mm. It was good in that tournament. I mean, Gussie had some big bags. He found something that was special. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he was, like, doing that yeah, vertical. Yeah, he blew everybody out. Yeah. What did they call it? Mo- what do, you, what uh, do they call yeah. that, J.K.? Moping. 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 Yeah. Moping. Yep. Moping. Yep. It's a Mickey rig yep. kind of deal. Yep. Yep. You know, the funny thing is, is I heard somebody else stopped on those fish before Gussie so did I. got down the and he uh, didn't catch him and left, and you know Gussie moved in and won the tournament on that on that spot. It's pretty crazy. Yep. And you know the guy I talked to, you know, he respectfully didn't even he once did. Gussie was there, and he didn't even go go back there the rest of the tournament. But yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I was uh, I was telling the my partner out on Lake Ontario when I pulled up on my first starting spot and this reminds me of the Gussie situation I said when you're by yourself you're either going to win or you're going to lose real bad <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. it's it's one or the other because yep. I'm like out in the middle of Ontario I'm like wow there's not even a boat in sight I must I'm in deep trouble or we're about to jack five pounder <laughs> but that's what Gussie did he was all by himself except for obviously the one other guy but he was the only one doing that yeah and he, uh, he figured it out man yeah got him in the winter circle yeah he did how about some techniques? Did you do anything this year um, that you've never done before, or any techniques that you picked up on this year? Uh, nah, nothing crazy. I mean, nah, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. No, I mean, I, I feel like I, I, I mean, I didn't throw a Tokyo rig. It's probably I don't throw a Tokyo. I didn't throw a, a, a what's the other one called? Senko. A, a Nico rig. I didn't throw yeah. a Senko, obviously. Um, I did have a Senko tied on though. Uh, <laughs> But no, nothing, nothing crazy. I mean, I still power fish with the jig. I still threw a ton of drop shot like I always do. I mean, I throw Carolina rig guys a lot. Obviously, you guys should know that by now. Um, mm-hmm. But nothing crazy, no. Nope. I, did, I did get a lot of fish this year on a Rico, a little pop R. 
a lot of places we went to. Okay. Really? Okay. So that was that was a, always a, a super fun bite. Uh, and on Champlain, I caught a lot on it this year. Uh, in the tournament and practice was just unbelievable on Champlain with a Rico. Yeah. I, c- I could not go anywhere and pop that thing and not get smoked. Wow. Yeah, it was so wow. good. Wow. That's great. Yep. I love that. Top water action. It's what are you doing in that situation? You just throw without the hooks? or Yeah, I was throwing much. no hooks on that. And my spook, I had the hooks all bent over, so it still goes right. They were gotcha. just crushing it. No spy bait <laughs> this year on Champlain? I couldn't get it going. I couldn't yeah. get it going. I tried. Yeah. I tried all the areas. It just didn't seem like they were in that mood. It didn't seem like, yeah. you know, it's just – a lot of fish in a crankbait this year on Champlain. Tons on Champlain. I would say half the fish I weighed on Champlain this year on crankbait. Nice. I love Crank, that crankbait bite out there. Burning it. Yeah. As hard as I can. Yep. A lot of the How guys deep? in the MLF did that uh, on St. Clair. 15? Yeah, average 15, I'd say. Around grass or just rock? or uh, Cabbage grass. Cabbage, okay. Yep. Yep. How heavy, how heavy a line? Uh, 15 because up there in St. Lawrence also, a lot of that cabbage grass and all the other grass, has muscles like inside the grass. Yeah. So a lot of times, like your line gets frayed, burning right. that crankbait through it. Mm-hmm. Right. So you got to really watch yourself. Where was it a was it a up snap or like a or like a sweep to your side was, to clear it, was, it or it was like a burning but just came, like kept right, popping right, it, you okay. hitting the grass gotcha. and popping it through and it. I got on that bite one time at um, uh, Saratoga, three years ago yeah. fishing deep cabbage grass. That's a cool like place. With, you know it was, the grass is probably like ten fifteen feet, but you know I was just digging a uh, Series 3 or Series 4 striking down into it, and I thought I was going to blow the doors off that tournament because I was catching so many, yep. so many fish. Yep. That's a, it's a fun, way to, fun way to catch them. Super it, fun. It, it's, a, it's one of my favorites. Uh, the Wigglewort, the DT10 series are all amazing. The guys on the MLF at, at St. Clair Detroit River, so many of them were doing good with the crankbait. But, guys, if you're going to try that, Riz, the thing, the technique that I, I – I'm like, pretend you're around grass or you're popping yep. it out of grass, yep. even when you're not. Right. Mm. That's That retrieve yeah. will trigger the crap out of them smallmouths because yeah. they'll follow in groups of two and three. It'll trigger the and large the mi- mouth, and, and the minute you pause it or pulse it, boom. You can do that with a lot of a lot of baits, so, not just a crankbait. That's, I do that with a chatterbait a ton Pipkins. when I'm not around cover. It's just go crazy with that thing. Yep. Pipkins throws a crankbait a lot. He's kind of he kind of like for smallmouth. He's taught me a lot with crankbaits. Mm-hmm. Um, throws that Demiki, right? Yeah, Demiki three hundred. So like what, oh, yeah. Ch- what Chad does, Chad will throw the crankbait out and he'll reel it fast. But Chad pops it up really hard because he says a lot of times in smallies when it's digging and it pops up, he says they, that's when they run up and crush it. Yeah, you because know, right. when you go to the side, you're still digging it. Yep. But when you pull it up, you're popping it out of there. Right, right. He said it drives them nuts. Changing vertically. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Chad's certainly a smallmouth. He's uh, really good. He's expert. really he's really starting to shine. Yep, for sure. Hey, well, the drop shot. Um, I just want to give you some props because you took out uh, uh, one of one of my buddies, Brooks Parker, and his dad, Derek That's Parker, right. and you showed them how to drop shot on the chest peak. I did. And Brooks has not put the drop shot down. <laughs> and Brooks, <laughs> or or has hired Pete since. <laughs> and Brooks is not true, but Brooks <laughs> is um, <laughs> just took his first check at the. Um, at the BFL Super Tournament. Nice. And uh, Good job, man. Congratulations, Brooks. Nice. He made the cut. He made a top 10, eighth wow. place finish. Drop shot? Drop shot. Gave uh, all the credit to Greg. I like it. Drop shotting. Yeah. Very, very good. Yeah. So, well, what's the drop shot bait of choice? Uh, well, it depends, smallmouth or largemouth. Yeah. I mean, honestly, a flatworm is really hard to beat for a smallmouth. Yep. Um, but I'm just going to go to a robo worm. Yep. That's my probably all time favorite. Yep. Morning yep. dawn. Yeah, morning dawn usually. Yeah, four and a half inch. That's all. Awesome. Greg, I'm not fishing up north and stuff, but man, as a fan of the sport, 
I've started to notice something that nobody's talking about. I want to know if you've caught caught wind of this on the drop shot in a Ned worm, like a fat three inch Ned worm. I, that I, would you have you been seeing guys do this? Yeah, I have. I have been seeing it. I haven't done it personally, but yes, I have seen it. Pretty much everything you hear, but I I think I have seen or the guys are definitely doing for you sure. Ever, you ever seen a man eat his own head? <laughs> Did you? I haven't about, seen any. I'm everything. talking about fishing. Oh. Oh, just uh, a lot. A lot of guys have got. You know, I was practicing with. Uh, have started eating their own heads, um, and using and using the little Z-Man, uh, those those little Ned bombs, drop yeah. shotting them, wacky wacky rigging them. Um, Z-Man's got of, some good stuff, man. Yeah. They really do. One of these days, I'll get around to adding the drop shot to my arsenal. You know, but yeah, you uh, can drop shot <laughs> a lot of things. Yeah. You really can. Yeah, yeah. Swim oh. baits. I mean, you name it, you drop shot it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at the next thing already, man. I'm telling you, all my old drop shot tricks. I'm glad I've made a little money on it because it just does not feel like it used to. Uh, These fish are educated. Like all the old stuffs, just not working anymore. I miss the days when you could just get over top of a wad of them, and maybe your northern uh, fish will still do this. But down here, man, like you, you get on top of a fish and and drop down to him. You can kiss that goodbye, man. You are not gonna catch a uh, a mature sized fish unless like you get some random condition or surprise. I don't know. I'm I'm so over it. Like yeah. they just are not eating the the old tricks anymore, man. Well, George Cochran said it the best. You know, the most important thing. In fishing, is fishing pressure. It's the most important thing to account for. Yep. Um, so it's interesting. Things are definitely changing out there. More, more people need more, to get jobs, go to work, and yeah. knock well, it off. Well, we're seeing it. The COVID year had more fishing pressure than ever. I think people are uh, starting to get back to football and, and jobs, so maybe we'll uh, see some more room at the boat launch. Yeah, get in the trees, guys. Yep. It's time to go hunting. <laughs> get off the lakes, get in the trees. Riz, talk to me. Who's who's watching us over there and has an IM? Uh, that's right. Uh, give some shout-outs here on the message board. We got uh, all our usual suspects over here. Joe V, Wild Bill, Josh Neesom, Jay Water, Bruce, Caden Argyle, uh, Eco Bass Angler, the coach. Um, uh, Matt Gowdy checking in on the message board. Mike Powers. Um, John from Kentucky. Matt Henry. The Matt Henry. The checking Matt in Henry. On, checking in what? on the message board. Holla. And, uh, guys, anybody who's watching, we appreciate your support of the show. Um, but we got a couple questions here for Greg from our guys on the board. Um, and the first one I'm going to go with is from Bassmaster 2K2, and he wants to know, what lake are you looking forward to the most on the 2022 Bassmaster Great Elite question. Series schedule? Uh, well, I want to say Pickwick because I, I liked what I saw last year, but I'm going to go with the Harris Chain because that time of year, pre-spawn, possible spawn, grass fishing. You know, I feel like I feel right at home. You yeah. know, I love throwing a chatterbait, a swim jig. Is it January? Uh, February. It's February. Yep. Okay. It's the third week in February. I love that because January is always so unpredictable with yeah. the fronts, but February is February a, should be a lot the, more stable. It should be. So, you know, I've watched a lot of tournament history there on YouTube mm. and stuff, how the guys are catching them, and, yep. you know, it seems to be. Have you ever been? Uh, one time I was there. So when I qualified in 2006, so that was like I qualified on. Okay. Wow. First time I've ever been there, yeah. So that was the only time I've been there since then. So we got the, the Harris chain. Harris chain. 
Number one pick. Great question. I was going to ask that question, by the way. All right. And uh, Bass Master Ticket 2, you won yourself a Gills Gear gift card for that question. Uh, the next question is going to fr- come from none other than Coach Prince, and he wants to know what was the most difficult tournament for you this season and why? Uh, easy one. <laughs> Neil Henry. Okay. Uh, Blue trophy, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what made it the yeah. most difficult was yeah, just the mentally, simply, mentally just a, a, a simply strain. the lost fish. What about what about the hardest one to get bites at? Dude? What was the most challenging just to try to get limits? I'm going to say the Tennessee River was still the hardest, Is even though right? I was yeah. catching them that way. It was. St- I mean, look at the bags. I mean, they were yeah. horrible. You know, a right. lot of guys weren't weighing limits. It was mm-hmm. tough. Yeah, no doubt. Unless you were Gussie. Yeah, unless you were Gussie. Yep. And even the third day, fourth day, he struggled too, Gussie, because mm-hmm. that size limit is so big there. I would right. say it was like 15 or 16. Yeah, for smallmouth. For yeah, which for Gussie was really hard to get to because yeah. you know he caught a lot of fish that were there. Yep. So that fourth day, he finally got it to get it together. Yep. It was a tough tournament. Yep. Great question, Coach. What else you got? Um, next question I'm going to go with is going to be from Joe V, uh, and he's going to win himself a Gills Gear gift card for this question as well. Um, and uh, he wants to know, Greg, do you do anything to prepare for the mental side of fishing going into a tournament season? I mean, I'm about to be married. I'm pretty good on that, I think. We're all, we're all tested when it comes to women. So, no, I don't do anything to <laughs> prepare myself. I just deal with Brian, too, in his yellow shirt. But, <laughs> no, I don't, I, don't, I don't do anything. I don't. I guess what, what could you do? Maps. I mean, I, I'd say stuff like, you know, like getting yourself mentally prepared for, like, you know, lakes or, yeah. you know, your season. Is it tackle prep? I mean, it's all... You know, I would say I would say the biggest thing in, in fishing mentally is when you have them really tough events, when you know it's going to be tough going into it, uh, whether it's going to be super cold weather or if it's going to be you know just really tough fishing in general. I think you can prepare yourself mentally for them kind of events. I think you have to. And I think certain guys fish them kind of events or maybe guys down south and they come up here and it's really cold. They're not used to it. So they're kind of already out of the <laughs> game a little bit. Right. You know where I feel like <laughs> we're used to yeah. it and we, we kind of strive you know, towards it mm-hmm. because of that reason. Yep. Right, so and we struggle when it's a, a beatdown down in the south and everybody's yeah, catching yeah. giants. I mean, the, I feel like the beatdowns are probably the hardest ones to win, yeah. period. Yeah. You know? Yep. But Kevin, we had uh, Kevin Short on a couple of weeks ago, and he said, you know, about those, about those grinders, those tough tournaments, like half the field or more are already, are already beat. The like They're already out yeah. of it. Mentally gone. Yeah. I like, the, I like the ones where it's cold or it's, you know, yep. raining hard as hell. Because yep. you can just, yeah. you can in your head say, and I'm going to come right to J.K. after this. I, I, you can just say in your head like 50, 60, 70% of the tournament, psh, forget about it. Yep. They're already done, yep. you know. Yep. Yep. What you got, J.K.? I just say that the, the biggest, I think the person I respect the most for. Brian the Thank you. Off-season. Thank you. Appreciate you. Brian the Carpenter. <laughs> the off-season preparation. It's. I'm sorry, Pete. But <laughs> no, it ain't Pete. Is, preparation <laughs> and Pete don't go together. Uh, <laughs> I, I out there in those winter winter leagues, man. I mean, the guy just fishes even though the weather sucks where he lives in the off season, and you know I've seen it. like he just tries to stay sharp. How many guys, especially down south, are going hunting? They're checking out of bass fishing. Period. They're sick of it, or you know, whatever it is, and they, you know, well, they, I, well, I, I hear you, but I, I disagree a little bit. Like, 
me- the mental side of fishing uh, and anything can sometimes require a checkout. You know, you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta walk away and clear your mind, and in order to to come back, everybody's different. You so, know, so you just brought but, this up. And this is well, right. let me let me let me just say one thing. So for the last three years, I have not stopped fishing like for the last three years. Wow! And Brian called me last week. I literally took a week off. Like I had to force myself. One week. I, I know. I actually Googled it. I, I looked up professional players should they take a break. And what you were getting into, I'm sorry to stop you, but, you know, with taking the break, go ahead, yeah. Pete. No, I, I, just, I just find that depending on your personality, how you are in the sport, take, taking a reprieve and, uh, can be a real benefit mentally. Uh, it just depends. It depends on who you are, where you are with your fishing. Yeah, um, that's all I'm saying. But but you're talking about Ike that fi- fishing the winter derbies all year long. Well, and that's kind of what I'm I'm trying to think through for myself and how can I get better before next season? I've got a season to finish, but dude, I just I had a you know with the with the health scare that I had this summer, I had I had a mandatory break. I'm coming out of a three month long break. Three months is probably the longest I've gone without fishing in the last decade, you know what I'm saying? And, and even tournament fishing. Cause usually when I fish it's tournament, yep, you know? Yep, yep. Um, and I, I'm telling you when I went to that BFL two weekends ago and then I, I forced myself to jump in this little tournament, uh, last Sunday, just to trying to get sharp because of how bad I felt the BFL went. I'm, I'm thrilled. I got a check. I made some really good sharp decisions, but man, I'm telling you, I am suffering from that break. And it's physical. I am missing my mark. I, I cannot put a bait where I want to put it. I'm, I'm just completely off. And it's got – I'm not spun out right now, but I'm telling you, man, yep. just that – like I don't know how guys take that long of a break. Like, Greg, I think that was good for you to check out for a week or two. Yeah. You know, and I agree with some of what Pete's saying. But, man, I don't ever want to go three months ever again. You know, it, it is like I am – I'm trying to relearn techniques and stuff that was so second nature, and, like, I can't put a jig 60 feet up under a dock anymore, you know, on the back corner post. Like, I got to find that and get it back, you know? Like, well, and the only way to go get it back is reps, you know? Well, um, speak, speaking of breaks, David Williams has taken a break from tournament fishing, and he's going to be with us, and we're going to be talking about power fishing. Yep. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, BTC. Yeah, I just wanted to add to that real quick. And um, I know from following social media, Travis Manson, he, oh, you know, he's just coming off his, like, second or fourth vacation from fishing, you know, where he goes from lounging around, making YouTube videos, fishing a tournament once in a while, mm-hmm. and then he takes vacation for a week, goes back, fishes for another week, and then takes vacation, and it works. He needs that time away. To de- de-stress himself. The, the COVID year was very, very good lots, for Lots of vacations I came off the Travis COVID year where I didn't saying. fish very much, and, and I had one of my best seasons this year. So, That's true. Yeah. You know, it's it just depends on, on your person, where you are in your fishing. White claws but, and, tra- and, and, and vacations. <laughs> It's, it, it, it doesn't seem like that's uh, helpful to your fishing, but maybe it is. It works for Travis. It's sports psychologist, too. A lot of pros. Takahiro, uh, Scott Martin, um, Gerald Swindle have used sports psychologists 
to help them battle through uh, some of their fishing competitions. Travis just hypnotizes people. He hasn't worked in 20 years. <laughs> so, there you go. Vampires, down. vampires can do that. Just hypnotize people and take vacations. <laughs> White Claws. be back in minute 30. We'll be right back. That's right. Thank you. Moment on the water not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together. The One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count. Tackle Warehouse is proud to sponsor the FLW Pro Circuit and is the official tackle retailer of FLW. Providing proven bass fishing gear as well as the newest and hottest tackle. Our friendly and knowledgeable customer service staff can help you every step of the way. And we offer free ground shipping on orders over $50. Tackle Warehouse. Everything for the bass angler at the lowest prices. Guaranteed. I have to be constantly on the lookout for new techniques to stay on the top of my game. Giant. Some have been more giant. successful oh God, than others. Giant. The finesse fingernail. Happens every time. The chain gang. Oh ah, broke it off. The crow's nest. Never let go. And don't even get me started on tackle management, especially trying to stop rust and corrosion. Peanut butter. Mmm, that's good. Motor oil. Gotta keep the rust off all these baits. WD-40. Gotta keep the rust off. Silica, toothpicks, Q-tips, the list goes on and on. I'm hard on tackle, I fish fast, I need my tackle organized and protected. I can't be worrying about losing baits to rust. And when it comes to tackle management, there's only one solution. Flambo tackle storage systems with Z-Rust technology. The original anti-rust tackle box. Uncompromised clarity. Renowned durability. The infused anti-rust option that is FDA safe and free of harmful chemicals. The organization options are endless, but there's only one. One box, one anti-corrosion technology, one family-owned American-made brand, Flambo. Z-Rust Tackle Solutions. Preserve, perform, repeat. <laughs> 